Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, it may not feel like it on a miserable spring day like we've been having, but wind could be a source of great economic value for Ireland, especially offshore wind. But engineers are worried that proposals to develop that renewable resource may hamstring companies wishing to invest in it. Only this week, the Environment Minister, Eamon Ryan, published draft proposals on how to harness something that Ireland has in abundance. Damien Owens is the Director General of Engineers Ireland and is sitting in front of me. Good morning, Damien. Good morning, Joe. Tell us a little bit more about what the Minister published this week. Basically, the the, the Minister has published, I suppose, defined marine area maps, plans, uh, and they've designated uh, uh, two areas where they would encourage uh, uh, um, the development of offshore wind. Now, part of the while while it's prudent and a cautious approach to enter into the market, uh, I would argue that this is uh, we should be more ambitious. Uh, basically, offshore wind to Ireland is what North Sea oil was to UK mm-hmm. in the seventies, and it represents seriously. It could be you know seriously windy gold. Windy gold, and you know it it, requ- it, it requires, I suppose, the development of deep um, uh, technical um, uh, knowledge and processes, uh, and infrastructure, and infrastructure, and deploying deploying advanced technologies in really hostile environments, uh, more hostile than than any other country around Europe. And Ireland can grab a lead here in terms of developing these technologies and processes and exporting it overseas uh, once developed. It'll also, I suppose, speed up. Um, our, our work on sustainability and, and reducing our carbon footprint and we'd be able to export those carbon credits to other countries. So yeah, the, the advantages are definitely clear but you're a bit worried that these draft proposals and we must stress this is the second phase or the second yeah. scheme that the Minister has published uh, might uh, tie the hands of some would-be investors. I think so. If you look at this scheme I mean it's in a number of phases and the third phase is 2030 onwards. Uh, and then if you look at our planning systems, which will take years on, onto that. So from an investor perspective, you're looking, you know, 10, 12 years out. Uh, and we're very fortunate. We have we have companies that have been already doing some groundwork and sea surveys uh, and are willing to, to you know, to deploy these technologies to develop the, the, the onshore support services. Uh, but, uh, we, we should capitalise on it. We need to be ambitious. But you are worried that uh, the, the second phase will restrict the amount of the space or, uh, that investors can choose. Yes, uh, and, and that's part of the, the, the issue is that, you know, the, while it, it is prudent to um, uh, locate the initial developments in, in, in smaller areas, a number of companies have already taken exploratory work in, in larger areas around the coast. Um, and, you know, this, this turnaround, I think, will discourage investors into the sector in, in, in the short to medium term. And that's not what we want. No. Uh, let me read a statement from the Department of the Environment. They gave us a, a, a news talk, a statement. The approach government has chosen streamlines the development process for offshore renewable energy by optimising the consenting, planning and grid development resources of the state. It represents the best opportunity to meet our ambitious 2030 climate and energy targets, while at the same time bolstering our security of supply. It will also provide additional certainty for investment in Ireland's offshore renewables sector due to enhanced project delivery prospects. The majority of countries with mature offshore wind industries operate a plan-led approach. So they're basically pointing to countries like Denmark, which has kind of led the way in this sector so far, and Sweden as well, um, saying that if you are quite specific in your guidelines, that will encourage investors to come in. 
But I, I think a number of investors have already come in and 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 you know done some exploratory work. I think I I can I can see that the rationale in the approach, uh, it is measured, uh, but it, I think it will be too slow for the market here for Ireland to capitalise and for Ireland to get its, gain its full potential from this resource. Yeah, well, there will be further plans uh, and they could be very different. But this this is the one that's that's frustrating you. Is the technology there, Damien, for? Um, offshore floating turbines in the Atlantic, where, as you say, it's very, very inhospitable. Uh, the, the, I suppose the technology is fairly nascent; it's under development, and this is, I think, where where um, Ireland can grab a lead. Uh, we we have investors that want to, you know, develop these technologies, and uh, we can get. But it's, first it, but mover it's, it's advantage. a good few years away, though, isn't it? It, it? But it's going to take a few years to get all this infrastructure in place. Anyway, mm-hmm. and, and build the interconnectors on land, and, uh, and 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 from interconnectors, further interconnectors from Ireland to to other countries to distribute the energy. But I, I think it, it will take time to do. But I think the the problem is we have to create an environment where I think the the industry can invest with certainty uh, and take those risks. Do we have enough engineers out there? Uh, are we bringing enough engineers on stream from our universities to meet this potentially huge gold, windy gold boom? Well, we undertook a survey of our engineering employers last, late last year and their, their indications were that they were going to be looking for 8,000 additional engineers during 2023. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it, this is just not an There must be about 8,000 people studying to be, studying engineering there'll at be, the moment. There'll be close to that, but, but you know, uh, everybody's looking for engineers, not just Ireland. Uh, and if we look, we're, if we look we're, with offshore wind, we're developing a whole new industry that will provide jobs 30, 40 years into the future. So anybody looking at a career in engineering, they can see that future that future uh, work stream. And I think, you know, that's another aspect to, to the investment in this sector. Uh, very briefly, this interconnector that's being built between Ireland and France to transport this electricity, when will it be on stream? My understanding is about 2025, 20, 26, around that time frame. So, so another two and a half, three years before. Yeah, and I think at that point, we really need to consider building more of them. Yeah. Okay. And I understand from the department that uh, contracts have already been signed to build that, so that so progress has been made. Oh, absolutely, it's yeah. well advanced. Yeah. So that's not going to hold up things. No. Uh, Damien, thank you very much for coming. Thank you. And that's Damien Owens, the Director General of Engineers Ireland. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.